Hi, it's John Savage. Uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is a very special one. So, uh, in the end of 2021, I did a podcasting conference called In Podfrenskens. In Podcasting. That's what it was called. Podcasting. And we got some of the legends on to talk about the state of podcasting. Now, it was sort of the back end of lockdown. Everyone was still locked away. It was kind of the height of this growth of podcasting. Um, but we got on the man himself, Gareth Cliff. Now, Gareth, as you know, you know him as Cliff Central. You know him as, uh, you know, an iconic DJ. But he really is, uh, you know, the podfather. He is the the pioneer in the space. Uh, started this years ago when it was still hard. You know, podcasts are easy to do now. They used to be hard to do. He had to build the platform. He took a massive leap long time before everybody else doing podcasting and digital radio uh, when numbers weren't there, when the tech wasn't there, when the internet wasn't there. Um, he really has blazed the trail. And still, after all these years, if you look at the podcasting charts at any given time, uh, Gareth Cliff is up there, Cliff Central is up there. Um, I don't think enough can be said of the contribution that Gareth has made to this space of like independent radio, independent podcasting and building a business on it. So it's not only the idea that Gareth went out and... and um, just wanted to talk shit on a podcast it's that he actually built a business around it and um you know everybody else is trying to catch up but his insights are are unbelievable um so he did a, a little segment on the podcast and i try to cut out a piece of it but because uh gareth is a natural storyteller he sort of builds it up with a beautiful intro gets into the meat and the potatoes and then sort of closes it so i've kind of used quite a large piece of his of his talk but it's very interesting he talks about starting cliff central he talks about podcasting audiences he talks through some of the campaigns that he's worked with with brands and why podcasting audiences are special and it's and it's gareth cliff man i mean hearing it from him with that authority and that insight i i, I mean I, I still i just watched it again and it's it's mind-boggling please don't worry about the video quality again it was kind of um lockdowny episode -y type of stuff where we were relying on the internet and things so some of the uh, mouth movements don't weigh up with the audio but uh, the content is there. It's very insightful. I'm very appreciative that Gareth was at that conference. I mean, he didn't need to, um, and that he's allowed me to use this in this podcast. It's just packed with valuable information. So, hut, hut, hook. What I mean by that is if you want to get into podcasting, check out Cliff Central and the services they offer, recording podcasts, strategy, and everything. Uh, they are phenomenal. So without further ado, here is the podfather, the man himself, the legend, the icon, the pioneer of this space. It's Gareth Cliff. Oh, madness, my friend. Oh, madness, my foe. Where do you go? Do -do -do -do. It's Gareth Cliff coming on the conference. Gareth, <laughs> hello, hello. That's the, that's the worst intro I've ever had in my life. Nice, nice job, Thanks. John. <laughs> no problem. If you ever need a bad intro, I'm your go guy. I'm your go. No, you, right, I'm removing you actually, myself. You, you actually did us a very good intro right in the beginning of Cliff Central too. So back in 2014, when we started this, you and I were already in conversation then. I do remember that. I think I gave you a library mm. of all the ass music that no one would buy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it worked. Thank you, All John. All right, I'm handing over to you, Gareth. Good luck. Have fun. Cool. 
good stuff. Um, just my compliments to John Savage and his team for actually putting this together. It's something which I think has been a long time coming and is probably overdue in South Africa. We are no longer one of those countries that's lagging behind in podcasting. And if we are lagging behind, we're not lagging behind by a lot. So thank you very much for joining us for this discussion. I hope that my next 10 to 15 minutes is going to help you in some way to figure out how the world of podcasting works, what the environment is like, what our journey consisted of, and what we're doing for our clients at the moment, which is what I'm really excited about. <clears throat> so about seven and a half years ago, it'll be eight years in May of next year, um, we started cliffcentral.com. It all started when uh, my partner and Irina Brumberg and I were in New York, and we decided it was going to happen. It was inevitable anyway. Everything was going to the internet, and we needed to be able to plot our own course and take advantage of the fact that the internet was the most exciting place for us to be building a business, to create opportunities for ourselves and for other people. And that ironically became a whole lot more satisfying than I thought it would be in the beginning. And we started cliffcentral.com. We launched on the 1st of May in 2014. And it's been an incredible journey. Um, I've often laughed and said that if you ask me on a good day, it feels like, you know, two, three months of doing this. If you ask me on a bad day, it feels like 20 years. But I suppose anybody who started a business will tell you the same thing. So what we did is we decided that we wanted to create the first ever, to my mind, the first ever podcast and live streaming hybrid, certainly in South Africa. There were already people doing streaming. There were already people doing podcasting. But I think what we were doing is something that was, and hitherto I have not found a, a working example of a, a business that's lasted as long as we have that does both. Of course, that came with its challenges because you not only have to explain streaming audio to audiences and to clients, but you also have to explain podcasting. So from the get-go, it was a bit of an uphill battle. I mean, trying to tell particularly ad agencies who, you know, were not keen to learn a whole lot of new stuff. It was working fine for them. They weren't in a hurry to change their business model. They weren't in a hurry to do the hard, heavy lifting of having to create new content to look after their clients. Much easier to just book a spreadsheet of, you know, the usual media buys that people would do before that. And there were a great many very, very frustrating meetings. Um, it wasn't my favorite time. I, I definitely, because I have a, a very short attention span, got quite bored quite quickly. But what was interesting is how quickly so many people in the audience and so many direct clients of ours started to get it. I mean, many of them were listeners from day one. And that, like Mac will no doubt tell you later on, is largely as a result of the fact that he and I both managed to enter this environment with pre-existing audiences that we took from traditional media. And that helped. You need two things to start a successful media business. You need good timing and you need critical mass. Now, for us, it was very important to be the first successful business that could do what we were doing. And to be late would have been to be too late. So that was primary in our concern. And that was a decision we made in New York uh, in that January or February of that year. So the second thing that we needed to do was to have that critical mass. You know, unless you have an audience, it's really a hobby. And there are thousands and thousands of people all over the world who have a podcast. I mean, I, I keep bumping into people, even people in the street, people I've never met before. And people who say to me, oh, yeah, I've got a podcast too. You know, And, and then I, I feel either that um, what we're doing is just very pedestrian, or I feel, oh, well, everyone's doing podcasts and maybe it's not so hard after all and we shouldn't have too much of an opinion of ourselves. The difference is, I suppose, that there are great podcasts and there are good podcasts and then there are absolutely horrendous podcasts. And all of them have a place. What's exciting, I think, is what podcasting can do for your clients, uh, 
for your business and in order for you to tell stories effectively, create that content. You know, we all know about social media. We all know about influencer marketing, but what are they actually putting out there? What kind of content are brands creating? How are they distributing it? And what exactly is their return on investment? What is their, their, their point of view on the reasons for creating this stuff? Because as John already hinted, this isn't a, a reach cost thing. It's not about how many people you reach. I always say that it's about reaching the audience that counts rather than counting the audience you reach. And that is true for podcasting because you're reaching extraordinarily tech savvy, extraordinarily financially independent. Some of these people, we did a survey on our audience just a short while ago, and many of our, our listeners, uh, almost a majority, it's just under a majority of them, are self-employed. Many of them have more than one property. Uh, many of them have a, a certain amount of disposable income. This is an audience everyone wants, and they are choosing to opt into what we do with podcasting as opposed to radio where you have probably a lot of people who are just along for the ride. You know, get in, the, in your car and you, you switch on your car and whatever's on the radio you listen to. And I haven't listened to the radio for probably about 12 years. So even for the last four years of my radio career, I wasn't really listening to what other people in radio were doing. Um, I'd already got bored with that and I thought it's time to look for new things. And I was seeing what was going on in America and in Europe and in China, which is the biggest market for podcasting. I mean, the biggest thing in China at the moment is self-help podcasts, stuff where you can learn things like languages, table manners, um, motivational stuff. All of that is tremendously uh, successful in China and the numbers are just astronomical. Now, I say that we can't really compete on a reach basis, but what's happening is that more and more people are starting to come to podcasting. Cliff Central managed in the, the first year of lockdown to double our audience, and then we managed to double our audience again in the second year of lockdown. And Rena did a calculation the other day, and she tells me that we're on average looking at about 5 million downloads per year in all of the years of our existence. And it's growing nicely. It's not growing exponentially, but it's growing incrementally. And I think it's only a matter of time before Africa, this amazing burgeoning continent of young and consumer-driven and hungry, unsaturated uh, people in the market, you know, people who are looking for content that is locally produced, that is relevant locally, it's only a matter of time before those people become the biggest target on the planet for marketers. And we would like to be able to provide them a surefire way to get hold of that audience. So let me take you through a couple of the things that we've done because I am very aware of time this, uh, this afternoon. So the first thing I'd like to do is tell you about a, a series that we did with one of our clients, an amazing, amazing uh, client, this Taylor Blinds and Shutters. They do window dressing based in Cape Town, they've got factories in Durban. Uh, the CEO and I met um, with Chris Borain, who you'll, you'll meet in the next session a couple of years ago. And we sat down and... Instead of talking about podcasting and about you know new routes to market and return on investment and the cost per listener and all that stuff, we went straight to talking about history, which is something that both Anthony Meter and I are fanatical about. And everyone else in the room was probably a bit frustrated because we went off on a tangent. What we decided to do was create a history podcast. Um, and we called it Blind History, a play on Taylor Blinds, obviously. And it's been unbelievably successful. It's won us awards both locally and internationally. Uh, we just won an award recently at the uh, New Generation Awards. We won one for um, deaf translated content. In other words, it's, it's content for the hard of hearing. Podcasting, you would think, you know, that audience is not available. But because we put it on YouTube, 
we had uh, Tumi is this woman who could do sign language, and she did the translation of each episode of Blind History in the last season, and it won us an, an award. So I'm, I'm very proud of us breaking new ground in that respect, too. Podcasting for the deaf and the hard of hearing. Who would have thought? But um, essentially, we're on to season six of Blind History. So it's been a runaway success. Taylor have pretty much canceled their advertising everywhere else. It's very clever because the whole campaign is around the content being really interesting, being really dynamic, being of a particular nature. You know, if you want history content, this is one of the things you'll be listening to. Subscriber numbers are incredibly high, but more importantly, for Taylor, it's led to actual business. And it's led to business in the most unforeseen places. They've had some of the biggest architects in the country and some of the biggest architecture firms in the country place bulk orders with them because people in those companies are fans of blind history. And that makes me very happy. We've also recently done a, a very, very cool series with ABSA. Now, you know, John hinted at the fact that there are many clients and many big brands and corporate businesses that are a bit nervous about podcasting because they consider it a dangerous area. And I mean, I don't blame them. There's a lot of free speech. It is largely an unregulated place. But for many of the people who listen and who are partaking in this content, that is precisely why they come. And it is our experience that many of these people are not available to you on traditional media. So you kind of want to get them in the only place you can. Many of them had ad blockers on, so you don't necessarily get them through social media. Uh, they don't watch scheduled TV perhaps as much as everybody else. They don't listen to scheduled radio because they've got a playlist of podcasts that they play. Anyway, ABSA and many other, it, it's, um, it's really worth saying, many of the financial services businesses have been the first to see what we can do. And the great thing about the, the, the stuff we did with ABSA is that they decided to tackle something which potentially could have gone really badly because it's dangerous subject material. We decided to talk to young people uh, from uh, schools and universities, debating teams of these young people to talk about the most controversial issues that you can get in society today. Equality, racism, capitalism, communism, um, LGBTQ issues, all the stuff that every brand would normally turn and run from because they know what kind of a firestorm they'll start on social media. What was great about this, though, is that we were dealing with really smart young people. And we have an extraordinary layer of talent in South Africa, which is largely, except for the parents of those children in the schools and the universities that they're at, largely the rest of us aren't paying attention to them. And it's a great shame because these are the, the, the future, these people are the future of this country. And because they're so clever, you can put them in a situation where we would pre-record 20-minute debates. ABSA would sponsor it. So ABSA wasn't responsible for the kind of conversation that happened, but they were making it possible for young people to talk. And they put their money where these young people's mouths are, which I think is a huge show of confidence in the future, in the confidence that they have in the leaders of tomorrow coming out of these institutions and being the most capable people to talk about these huge issues. And it was a tremendous success. And it did, I think, ABSA a huge amount of good uh, because a lot of these businesses talk about, oh, we, you know, we're doing this for the youth or we're doing that for young people. But it's all lip service. Here, the young people did the talking. And we were very proud to do two seasons of that with ABSA. So we've, we've clocked up a few interesting clients along the way. We've, we've done a lot more kind of obvious and commercially straightforward stuff too. But many of our clients, and I mentioned the financial services people, are trying to explain new things to audiences. And you need more than a 30-second commercial sometimes to do that. You know, the world of cryptocurrency, as probably everyone in this audience knows, is burgeoning. And cryptocurrencies are just starting 
They're in their infancy of taking off, even though they've been around now for a fair amount of time. The reality is that if you are trying to start a platform like Revix, which is one of our clients, they're a, a, a brilliant cryptocurrency and dollar coin you know, exchange where they offer indices of the top cryptocurrencies. They offer um, Pax Gold, which is a, a gold share. You, know, you buy shares in gold, essentially, and a way to get uh, some currency trading going too. And Revix has been a client of ours from the get-go. They've been going with us for about two and a half years now. And it's been tremendously successful for them too. We're helping them to get new people into crypto. And those new people are in turn um, spending money with Revix, which is just terrific. And we've done the same with Troy Gold, which is a, a gold sharing app. We And you can use it as a payment app too, by the way. You actually get a card where you can spend gold instead of rands. We've done a lot of work with Luno, who I know are well-known to South Africans, and uh, Luno have been an out-and-out runner ahead of the pack in terms of allowing ordinary South Africans to invest in cryptocurrency. So we're proud to have worked with all three of those brands and more. We just this week uh, got to speak to guys at DCX Bullion um, who will allow you to buy precious metals like platinum and silver and gold and uh, and actually add those to your portfolio. So it's, it's higher-grade stuff. I mean, we're not talking about selling you know, washing powder here, even though we don't mind if washing powder wants to be sold through our channels too. And it's really, really exciting to see the audience pick up of this. So let me tell you about um, the, the, the way that this works, because you can tell narrative and long form stories on podcasts in a way that you can't do it anywhere else. You can get the best storytellers. I often joke with people that Cliff Central is a bit of a selfish project for me because I can talk to just about anyone in the world. I said, I've got this show. We've got a, a big audience in South Africa and in Africa. Won't you come and talk to us? And I can do this to professors at Harvard, you know, physicists at, uh, at, at CERN in Switzerland. I can speak to people who've written amazing books. I can speak to politicians. I can speak to professors in uh, virology about coronavirus. We can talk to just about anyone. It's like a, it's like a university. And it's a university where you, you might not get a degree at the end of it, but you come out knowing a hell of a lot. And it almost feels like it's the most privileged place to learn because everyone, I always make this point, everyone, we have a lot of people who struggle with literacy and numeracy in South Africa. We know that the education system is imperfect, but everyone from people who grew up in you know the most incredible environments with lots of resources and great private schooling to people who had absolutely nothing, they can all hear and most humans learn by listening, not by reading. Reading is a fairly novel concern for people. So being able to tell these stories, being able to explain complex things, being able to tell the story of your brand is something that is only possible in podcasting. And we've discovered that that is probably the most important way we can connect people, brands, and, uh, and also bring more people into podcasting. I mentioned this at the start, but when we began Cliff Central, we had 40 shows a week. Uh, roughly an hour a show, and we were producing enormous amounts of content. It's all still in our library. You can go and see it. Shows featuring people like Trevor Gumbi, Tumi Morake, um, Somizi, some really incredible uh, and breakthrough stars right at the beginning before any of them had, had any commercial success uh, in, in radio or, or television. And it's been uh, an incredible learning curve for us too. There's also, of course, what John also hinted at in his introduction, the growth of podcasting internationally and the fact that we are poised in South Africa and in Africa to take advantage of what is becoming probably the fastest growing medium in the world. In fact, it's not probably, it, it is. According to 
to Nielsen and to Edison, it is the fastest growing medium in the world, which is very, very exciting. Um, we primarily at Cliff Central do content creation and distribution. It doesn't have to involve me at all. In fact, most of our best stuff doesn't. Um, and we do everything from creating white labeled content that brands can come to us and say, you know, we want to do a series like DHL just did on innovation. Will you help us put it together? We have the best people to help them put it together. Plus, we have a channel to market it through, which is the streaming channel that is cliffcentral.com. So you get great content and you get to tap into our audience, which is, you know, these are the early adopters. These are the people who will tell other people that you've got to listen to this podcast. So that was a piece of Gareth's presentation from my conference in 20, uh, November, December 2021, the podcasting conference that we did. Uh, really insightful, great stories, great insights. Check out what Cliff Central is doing. Um, if you want to see what the front runners are doing, just go look at, at, at Gareth and, and the amazing work that he's doing there. Um, for me, it's the end of this episode. Um, I am also doing one-on-one consultancy. You can book me if you look at the link in this description. Please subscribe, whether you're on YouTube, Apple, App, Spotify. It really is helpful to me. And uh, if you've got any questions, there's an email address down below. Let's keep this thing going. Badoon. Oh, madness, my friend.